WTL, where's the line, everybody? Now, this is a very special segment as we have Greg Peterson of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN on the line with us, and we're going to talk college hoops. Greg, you're also the host of Coast to Coast Hoops. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, been flipping through the VSIN College Basketball Betting Guide because I guess we're already into the season here. <laughs> And let's talk a little Big Ten and then also the Nebraska Cornhuskers. But what are your overall thoughts of the Big Ten and how you're kind of approaching it this betting season? I think that it's going to be a conference that once again rewards a bunch of home teams, home court advantage in the Big Ten. It's yeah. always oh so important. But when it comes to the Big Ten, I think that it's all about who rises up in the middle because there's not that one true Final Four contender like we've seen the last few seasons. There's not really that one team that got a bunch of fanfare, but there's a bunch of teams like Michigan, Illinois. We've certainly seen it with Michigan State the right. last few weeks with Iowa. Teams that look very, very solid, can be very pesky, can make a little bit of a run, but you don't have a lot of separation. So trying to find those teams that are maybe very, very slight underdogs at home, that could be a good way to look because that home court advantage, when you've got two teams that are relatively equal, that tends to be a very, very big difference maker. And the way this season has started, is there one team that has kind of raised your eyebrows? I know you're a Wisconsin native. You mentioned Illinois. I like what I've seen from those two squads uh, early on here. James Madison is a team that is all of a sudden catching my attention. They just keep <laughs> winning games by like 30 points. Oh, yeah. That is really impressive. You're able to go like 9 to 10 deep. They're out there in the Sun Belt and I mean, obviously, you want to see a little bit more than a three-game sample size to get the likes of Howard <laughs> and Buffalo. But, boy, oh, boy, they have looked really solid to begin the season. And they're a team that is certainly climbing up my power rankings. And then if you're looking for another team that I've been very impressed with, it's a team I was mentioning a little bit earlier in Michigan State. For they sure. They one against Gonzaga, and then they are able to get that outright win a few days ago in the Champions Classic. That's a team that I think has a lot of upside in. They need to find that one go-to score, but so far so good for the Spartans. Yeah, for sure. That was a that was a great win against uh, Kentucky the other day, and uh, yeah, I think Michigan's kind of cemented themselves as you know a really good contender in the Big Ten, maybe even the outright uh, you know overall you know who's going to win the Big Ten outright. Uh, yeah, uh, let's get into a little bit of the Cornhusker talk. Uh, I know our listeners are really going to wonder how these new pieces in the Cornhuskers are uh, going to come out against the St. John's Red Storms tomorrow. Um, I don't have a lot of faith in them. I see the lines at 10.5 right now leaning towards the Red Storm. I was just kind of seeing what, what your take on that was, Greg. What I think you're going to see is a very up-tempo game as neither of these teams are ones that are very content to play a whole lot of defense. So <laughs> right. I think that you're going to see them running and gutted right now. I'm seeing a total right around like 158-ish, somewhere Correct. in that neighborhood. And yep. I can't say that I hate the under as long as you're able to get below 160. So <laughs> there is that aspect of it. I did make St. John's more around a 13-point favorite, though. You've got Correct. a pair of guys, Posh Alexander and Andre Carbello, the much lined Andre Carbello from the Big Ten. But what I think is very important for St. John's is that they just have a little bit more size down low. With Nebraska, I don't know who's necessarily going to be doing a great job 
in the post. I actually do like Emmanuel Vandermel. Oh, for Coming sure. From SMU, a double-figure score. I think that he's going to be able to do some very good work. And then they've got the gentleman that came over from the continent of Asia. I always forget his name, but it's like Cassie Shaminga. He Shimanga. does a solid job Shimanga. with them as well. Ha, yeah, Shaminga is someone yeah. that I do <laughs> like for them. He's a double-figure score. I think that he's going to be able to have a good season. Backcourt of Nebraska, solid. I think that they get decimated on the glass, unfortunately. And in a game that's going to be super-duper up-tempo, going to be tough, tough to say within single digits. No, I, I like exactly what you just said because you, you kind of look at these teams and, you know, St. John's is averaging about 90 points a game. The Huskers sitting right there at 77 points a game with not playing, you know, an upper echelon of competition yet. I really like that St. John's Red Storms to cover tomorrow because I think that 10.5 is way too low. I think they're going to win by at least 13 to 15 points. So I really like what you said there. Um what 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 should we get to now, Andy? So a little big big east big east stuff. Well, Greg, so you don't like our eighth year senior Derek Walker, who you know is a forward, <laughs> but we have him playing at center here. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody knows we're so short on the boards. It's it's just become the laughing stock of the Big Ten that I don't even like talking about anymore. Like, when are we going to get with this program and get some? actual big men that can compete in the Big Ten with the Maryland's, with the Illinois, with the Iowa's, all those guys. Hold on, Jabron. Now, yeah. now, now, Greg, you have some of your, your betting nuggets in the, the preview betting guide here. Yeah. And Nebraska last year went 9-1 and one against a spread on a neutral court the past two seasons. That's the best cover rate for any team, any team, with a sample size bigger than eight games over that span. Do you think the Cornhuskers can give us that type of a, a neutral court performance again this year, or is that a little too fluky for you. Um, I don't necessarily think that it's too fluky just because they're typically catching a whole bunch of points when it comes to something like the Big Ten tournament. When it right. comes to a multi-team event, they're actually able to compete quite well because when you give Nebraska double figures, they're typically able to just weasel their way into the line because <laughs> what I've noticed with a lot of the teams, and this goes all the way back to Iowa State with the, Hoyer, with the mayor and friend mm-hmm. of Hoiberg, yeah. the teams will typically get down double figures and then They'll make a run when it's a little bit too little, too late. They're yeah. very good in garbage time. I know that that used to be the Kirk Cousins moniker to use an NFL term, which <laughs> Kirk Cousins got to give him a little bit of credit for what he's saying. For sure. Season, but, I mean, they're sort of like the old Kirk Cousins of college basketball. <laughs> they go. really good at garbage time. And, hey, when you're catching double figures, you're able to appreciate that. I like that. And you got us at plus 100 to uh, win the conference. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> so moving on to the Big East, and there's a lot of buzz around Nebraska, around Omaha, over the Creighton Blue Jays. You guys have them ranked 13th overall. I think I see them as high as 9th in some of the rankings. What are your initial thoughts of this Blue Jay squad here in Omaha? I do think that they're the top team in the Big East. I'm very impressed by what they brought in the transfer portal in Baylor Shireman, who's been able to give the team nine plus rebounds in yeah, each of the yeah. first three games. And it's a new little Creighton team because a lot of people, when they think Creighton, they think of a team that they're just going to go bombs away from three-point yep. range and play absolutely no defense whatsoever. That's not them. They are, have a seven-footer in Ryan Kupfrenner, who I like. He's a good shot blocker. If they have him in that game against Kansas, who knows? They might win that game outright. And you get into the Sweet 16, anything could happen from there. So I do like the overall upside of Creighton. And the biggest thing for them, first few games of the season, Ryan Emmert is not turning the ball over. And yeah, that was yeah. really his main issue last season when he was out there. He was a very good, gifted player, but sometimes 
was a little bit out of control. If he could just continue to value the ball a little bit, this is a great team that they should be a top 10 team when it's all said and done and a team that they could be a force to be able to get to the final four if the draw is right for them. Yeah, Nemhard battled some injuries, and I think that boded well for him as far as his performance this year because he was able to sit back and and actually assess what was going on at the court and assess his game, you know, during that injury as well. Now, Greg, your your uh, betting nuggets here on the Blue Jays uh, read like this: that they were fourteen of five against the spread as an underdog last season and played eleven of their fifteen home games. Which, if it, if you've ever been to Omaha. That place gets a rockin'. Uh, the CHI Center in downtown Omaha, uh, it's just a phenomenal venue. Uh, but 11 of their 15 home games hit the under. And I, that, that speaks to what you were saying earlier, where this is a new-look team. And it started last year where they really started to lean on Cockbrenner and their inside presence. Yep, absolutely. And they're going to be going up against a team in UC Riverside on Thursday yep. where it's another game that I like the under because UC Riverside, a really slow team. They're looking to pound the ball down, though. They're looking to really do a solid job there. They've got a good guard and Zion pulling into a, I think, might cause for a little bit of issues with regards to the Creighton backcourt. But I do think that Creighton is going to be a team that is going to continue to lend a little bit of value to the under. Baylor Shireman certainly helps them out from three-point range. But this is not a Creighton team that you can go out there, expect them to shoot like 40% from three like you've expected in the past. But do expect them to be able to play some terrific low-post play expect them to be able to erase shots at the rim, really be able to win the battle on the glass. And that's the way that Creighton is going to be able to build themselves up, in my opinion, be the top team in the Big East. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. And I, what I'm really looking forward to in this coming season is the play of Ryan Nimhart. I really think, like you guys were saying, we're going to see a very big downtick in turnovers and a big uptick in his assist numbers I really think this guy's going to come in and average at least 10 assists a game and he doesn't really have to be that scoring option like you guys were saying with Cockbrenner and uh, the the three-point shooter there but uh, you know that he's going to have the ball late if it comes down to crunch time and we just got to have him make good plays at the end of the day as well you were talking about the UC Riverside game I'm seeing the line at 18 points right now do you think that is a little too much for the Creighton Blue Jays to cover? I do think it's a little bit too much. I set my line more around a 15 and a half. You yeah. Riverside, a respectable program. And I mean, we've seen Riverside in the past these seasons knock off the likes of Washington. They had that three quarters court shot to be able yeah. to knock off Arizona State. So this is a team that's knocked off power conferences before. I certainly don't think that Creighton is going to be losing this game outright. That would be a little bit of a spread flag. That said, laying 18 and a half points, there's going to be better spots. For Creighton, they're going up against a Riverside team that they've been used to, some ruckus environments, and I do think that they keep it within the number. Yeah, no, I agree. I really like that. I think you see Riverside, you know, covers. I bet it's about a 15 to 12 point game. I, I really do like your take with the under there, uh, right under 140 or something, because I just do believe that the Highlanders are going to slow this ball down a little bit. So I, I really like the under, and I like you see Riverside to, uh, to cover. But obviously, we're rooting for the Blue Jays to let it fly <laughs> and win. So I, I did like what you said earlier about them, you know, you know, taking on Kansas in the tournament maybe and I see on your betting guide they're a plus 750 to make the final four that's not a bad little sprinkle bet bet right now if you know looking to looking that far ahead in the season or whatever I I really like that final four bet just because they have the team to do it it seems yep I do agree with you in Kansas I do think that they're going to be another team that they're much improved on defense as well may not be the same team from three-point range though Grady Dick 
He's someone that I really like being able to shoot from three-point range. You're going to need some of their younger guards to be able to step up just a little bit because yeah. they do lose a lot from their Final Four team. But getting Bill Self back out there on the <clears> sidelines, because he was not out there in the Champions Classic, that's right. going to be massive. And having the leadership of Jalen Wilson, who is proving to be very versatile, that's massive too. For sure. Very much so. So, Greg, uh, before we let you go, do you have any other little nuggets that you want to send to our listeners' way here? How about the SWAC conference? They went 73-53-3 against the spread in non-conference play last season. Oh, yeah. And we saw the SWAC go 3-0 and in their home games against the Pac-12 and that sort of invitational that they were doing this season. So don't sleep on the SWAC. They're a team that – or they're a conference that they're going to get a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. But the teams, they can make you a lot of money out of conference. Heck, yeah, I really like that. I will definitely be tuning into that. Uh, throwing some parlays on that conference for sure. Mr. Greg Peterson delivers again the sharp from Vegas. Yes, sir. (laughs) Well, Greg, thanks again for joining us on WTL. Always do appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Everybody to WTL Where's the Line? I'm your host, Andy. Class enjoyed by Jabron. Oh, <laughs> the Parlay Pounder. You know it. We're back. We're back. Yes, we are. That was a heck of an opening segment there with the Greg Peterson of v out of Las it. Vegas. Uh, dropping some knowledge here as far as the Big Ten basketball, Big East basketball, and of course our Huskers and Creighton Blue Jays. Let, let it fly. Go let, Jays. Let it fly. And obviously we have some midweek uh, basketball we got to talk over as well. Yeah. Now let's get into some Big Ten and Big 12 of football. Yeah. Let's dive right into it here. A couple ranked opponents, two opponents that unfortunately the Huskers know a lot about. <laughs> Number 21, Illinois, heading on over to Ann Arbor, Michigan, to take off the to take on the number three Michigan Wolverines. And no one's surprised. The Wolverines are an 18-point favorite here. 11 o'clock kickoff on ABC. Yeah, like you said, Andy, Michigan coming in 18-point favorite <laughs> at home. Uh over-under sitting pretty low, I think, Andy, at 40 and a half points. Yep, 40 and a half. Um, the big reason that that is is because <clears throat> As, you know, all the blunders that Illinois had, they still have this pretty stout defense that have been able to keep Big Ten yeah? opponents in check. Okay. The one thing that I just got to say, Andy, is poor old Illinois. It was a fun, you know, <laughs> a little bit of a fun ride for them this year. Yeah. But I think it's time to pack it in. It's basketball season for them. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. But be very, very careful. They're still ranked. I, I get it. But just be very, very careful if you are a Michigan better this week. Yeah. Don't just think because they blew us out, they're going to blow out this team. I really think it's going to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. I'm right. I'm guessing, you know, somewhere between like Michigan 23, Illinois 16. I do believe that Illinois will cover this spread, and that under is looking a little bit good to me as well, Andy. Yeah, the under it looks really good, and that's why it's so low because the under has hit eight of a. 11 of last Michigan games, 14 of 20 of last Illinois games. So that's where everything's uh, really pointing towards. I don't like uh, those stretched out point spreads either, and Michigan's been giving those up every so often. Yeah. Uh, and this is a conference game. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a watered-down playbook. Um, and you got two good defenses, really good defenses. Yeah, no, and I agree. And 
Plus, the one thing that you can really get on Illinois' side about, I know that I was just bashing them a little bit, uh-huh. but well, that's all right. everybody in the Big Ten, everybody in the country is looking forward to next week, Michigan versus yeah. Ohio State. Yes. So, in theory, this is an absolute perfect spot for Illinois kind of to ruin the party a little bit yeah. or at least okay. give them a yeah. scare. So, I really like Illinois to cover in this game, and if I had to lean towards one way or the other, it would be towards the under. This is one where we'll agree on. We should write this down. We agree on both <laughs> the under yeah. and what we think could happen. So let's move on to the Big 12, another highly ranked team, the TCU Horn Frogs. They just keep winning. They yeah. just keep aggravating everybody. They're in the college football playoff. Get off their back. They've done... There's nothing more they could do. Yeah, exactly, Andy. And this was one of my biggest bets of last week that I was telling everybody, get on the Frogs. They're going to beat Texas. It's, it. it's going to happen. The Frogs come into this one, Andy, uh, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite as it sits. going over in Baylor. Going into Baylor, over-under sitting at 57-and-a-half. Um, <laughs> typical Big 12, man. Typical Big 12. Oh, um, it just moved up consensus to 58. Yeah, oh, geez. Yeah. It, it could be. Um <laughs> Baylor might hold on to the ball for over 32 minutes in this game, Andy. They have, they'll have they, to. They have to. Yeah. And But TCU will adjust to this. Once again, there will be chances for the other side to take over and pull off a win. But I believe, once again, TCU will rise up, get a timely stop, yeah. get the field goal, get the touchdown, and cover this spread. I really like TCU to hmm. e- at least money line here but I, if it's okay. only at okay. two, if it's only at two and a half I'm going to take the two and a half because I think they no less win by a field goal at the end of this game give me the horn frogs yeah and there's some decent money lines out there to be had yeah. so that might be the the better bet I do like the hook at two and a half it's still off that three so if you want to get it and you're looking at 97, 98% of the money coming in on TCU. So if you still want to get that hook, get that two and a half, you better get it in sooner than later. Otherwise, moving towards that money line bet might be the way to go if you like the Horn Frogs. Yeah, no, and that that's just because that people have been overlooking the Horn Frogs all season long. I think it's yeah, yeah. finally catching up with them that they beat a good opponent in Texas and now People really think that they're going to win the Big 12 championship. They're right and, there. And they have to beat Baylor yeah. to do that. So I really, really like TCU in this game. And give me the two and a half points. We're covering. That's an excellent point you made. And yes, they can't take their foot off the gas because no. uh, they're catching so much shade nationally as far as being in the college football playoff. They know it's in Correct. front of them. So yeah, this isn't a uh, Baylor's going to sneak up on you type of scenario. No. Let's stay in the Big 12 here for another ranked game here, yeah. or at least Kansas State, ranked 19th in the nation after stumbling a couple times. Heading on out to West Virginia. That just sounds like a conference game, right? Kansas, yep. West Virginia. <laughs> sure. One o'clock kickoff Perfect. on ESPN. Oh boy, and Kansas State's a huge favorite over a touchdown, seven and a half. Yeah, Andy, and I don't know what I like in this game, Andy. I, the one thing mm. I do like is the over. It's sitting at fifty-four and a half points right now on my I book. See this. Um, <laughs> I really think this is going to hit, no matter how this game plays out. I think fifty-four, fifty-four and a half points is a little low for the Big Twelve. So. Um, uh. Kansas State's hit the under four of the last five games. I I agree. That is why that they have brought this down a little bit. (laughs) But I really think that K-State, after last week, is really going to come out and put their... You know, pedal the metal. Yeah, Adrian's going to be running. It's it, he like, looked good. He, he played looked a good, good game. He just, played a good game. Yeah, and they had a chance, and you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I really think they're going to come out with their pedal on the, uh, you know, foot to the floor here, okay. and get a couple early touchdowns and kind of cruise into that over. So my best bet is that over at fifty four and a half, Andy. 
Okay, I'll go along with the over, and I'm going to hang with the Kansas State Wildcats. Okay. I think this is a get-back game. You know, they're still 6-3-1 and three and one against the spread. Exactly. And West Virginia can be had. They're not really playing for anything right now. They're two no. games under 500. Exactly. And they're still—and Kansas State has a trip to the Big 12 championship game in front of them. Agreed. So it, once again, yeah. this isn't a, a, a lay-down game or a sneak-up game where the Mountaineers might catch you. No, exactly. Like you were just saying, like— we're saying TCU has something to play for. Kansas State really has something to play for. They have to win or die here. If they lose this game, they are out of the Big 12 championship. Yep. They have to win this game. I really think the Wildcats are going to show up. Uh, and I don't know if they cover. I don't like 7.5, Andy. I know that hook. That's I, tough. I would go money line. The minus 290 money line is still a good parlay piece. So that is, uh, that's the way I would lean towards that in the over. All right. Well, if I'm feeling a little frisky Saturday morning, I still might get that. There spread. you go. And also might get bet down. You know, you never know. You never know. That's not really what I was looking right now. Yeah, uh, but um, you never. Yeah, stranger things have happened, right? You got it. All right. So we talked number three, Michigan. Number four, TCU. Kansas State. Illinois. Yeah, they're all ranked. But let's talk about the game that everybody's thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get into it. the Wisconsin Badgers <laughs> traveling to Lincoln, Nebraska. And could you believe it? The Huskers are again over a touchdown. <sighs> Two-score underdog at home. I mean, this we know where the Huskers are, but it's just it's still shocking to see it on paper yeah. that Nebraska is a home dog by over two scores. It's an 11 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. We were dogs by four scores last week, and we couldn't do that either. Couldn't cover it. Yeah, couldn't cover it. But uh, Nebraska has only kept three teams from hitting 60% of their passes, and they're 0-6 when allowing teams to run more than 170 yards. Wisconsin will do both of these things, Andy. You know, last year, the Huskers, I was having a a lot of fun with it because they were covering. Remember all those one-score losses? For sure. They had no business being in those games. They They had no business losing by nine or whatever it was to Ohio State. Of course not. So the, the, that or was three neat. to Michigan. So at this time last year, I think they're sending out something like seven and three against the spread. Right. This year it's the opposite. Yes. I mean the averages have caught up to them. They are three and seven against the spread. Wisconsin's not much better. They're five and five, but you just feel like at least they have a competent team. Yeah. They fired their coach what a week after Nebraska did. Exa- exactly. <laughs> and, and so they're kind of in the same boat, but they're a ten point favorite yeah, on the road. Exactly. And the Badgers have been lousy on the road, Andy. But I think they'll get past this this last week's frustrating loss against Iowa and play a balanced kind of football game offense. And that the defense is just miles ahead of ours as well. So Nebraska will have a few big offensive plays, I believe. You know, try and get Trey Palmer on a right. you know on, on a fly or something like that. But it won't be enough for him in the second half. I'm expecting Wisconsin twenty six, Nebraska thirteen. Okay. And and so you like that over? Thirty nine and a half? I it's right there. It's yeah. literally right there, Andy. Everyone's betting the under. I mean everyone. Yeah. And when I see that that makes me want to go the un- other way. Maybe that's just my personality or disorder I have. Yeah. <laughs> but Wisconsin has hit that over six out of the last eight games. Now, Nebraska doesn't always have the offense to hold up their end of the bargain. For sure. But I'm hearing our quarterback, Casey Thompson, should be back, right? If if Casey's playing, I like the over. If Casey is playing, I like the over. But I have a feeling if Casey comes out and says that he is playing, this 39-and-a-half will not stay there very long. So if you think he's going to play, he's playing. Lo- lo- Lock it in now. <laughs> if you don't think he's playing, I, I don't know how to bet this game. I mean, I can't believe that. It's so low, and yet 
I mean, the last consensus straight up said 100% of the money is going in on that under. Well, it's just because people know that Nebraska can't score without Casey Thompson, and that's the way that it yeah. has been. We only scored three yeah. points last week, and like yeah. Michigan was playing their second and third stringers at the end of the third quarter. There's nothing so we can do. There's nothing we can do. I don't like anything in this game other than I know that Wisconsin's going to win the game. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the, but that money line's not that good of a value. No, it's exactly. a terrible value. No, it's terrible. So I might stay away from this altogether, except if Casey is playing, I do like that over Andy. All righty. You know, it's hard to argue with any of those points when we're talking Nebraska football. Yeah. That's just the state and that I, we're in yeah, right now. Well, I hate j- piling on, too. It's just the way that we are right now. All right, so let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is Play Action Pools, as they're revolutionizing group hosting platforms. Make it your new spot for all your football contest needs. There's also some fun NBA and college basketball contests going on as well. Play today at playactionpools.com. You hear the horn, that means we're up against it. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Back to WTL, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Jabron Parlay Pounder. You got it. Now, everyone's got to stay in their seat. They got to listen to this entire one because you will have a parlay play. You know it. To wrap this one up. I always do. Now, we're talking primetime college football here. Yeah. We're also going to talk a little UFC fight night. We For gotta, sure. Got to get into your wheelhouse. You know so it. You, you know we got to do that. We had a lot of fun last week with it. <laughs> no doubt. All right, but let's start with a 2.30 kickoff on CBS, an yeah. SEC classic, number one Georgia, taking on Kentucky. And, I mean, come on. The Bulldogs, <laughs> they are heavy favorites. 22 and a half points on the road in conference. Yeah. Against a ranked team. Exactly. It's it's absolutely nuts, Andy. Uh, yeah, like you said, Georgia, 22-point road favorite. What's going on? Uh, Over-under sitting at 48.5. God, I think that's a little low. I'm um, seeing it's climbing. It's it climbing. It is climbing, yep. and, I, and, and I can still see on some books that uh, Georgia is still at a 22-point favorite. That's trending up as well. Georgia has not taken its foot off the gas since the near disaster <laughs> At Missouri on October 1st. Yeah. Since then, the Bulldogs have been as dominant as anybody. Texas, uh, uh, Kentucky, my bad, is reeling, having lost four of its last six. If you guys remember a couple weeks ago on the show, I said Kentucky is in trouble. I I said that they were a problem before that, but the Wildcats seem to have hit rock bottom. They just had to let you down once. They let you down once. Exactly. Never again. They hit rock bottom, losing to Vanderbilt. Putting yeah. an end to the That's you know bad. Commodores twenty six game losing streak. So um, so hold on, you don't like that Kentucky money line at plus twelve fifty? <laughs> I do not. I do not. Uh, do not expect the Bulldogs to show any mercy against these guys. I'm picking Georgia by twenty two points. I think it's a lock. I really like the over too, Andy. You think they can cover, and you like the over. I do. I'll go along with that because, man, everything that I've seen from Georgia, aside from that game in Missouri, yeah. has been insane. The Tennessee game. I mean, I, I watched that with a group of guys from Georgia. Yeah, and they're like sweating, and I'm like, "You guys are up by three touchdowns." Exactly. <laughs> like, what, what are you? What are what, we? What, what are we looking at? Just like, can we change the channel? Enjoy your beer, okay? Right. 
<laughs> so, all right. I, I mean, yeah. I think that is what it is. The Bulldogs is. are just too gosh darn do- dominant. So let's move on uh, to a 7 o'clock night game. USC, number 8, USC, the Trojans, versus number 12, UCLA. Yeah. Uh, it's a quick travel time of zero minutes for the away team there. Exactly. <laughs> They're going to meet at the Coliseum. Uh, and USC, they are a slim two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, Andy, this is <laughs> so this crazy. fun. Over under, Andy, sitting at 76 points. Yeah. And everything that I've been reading says take the over. That's, Still take the over. And everyone's betting the over. On 76 points. Yeah. That's 76 points on the freaking football <laughs> yeah, I game. Know. But I know. if I had to guess, this game is going to end up 45 to 35, yeah. you know, just sitting right there. Ooh. It, okay, yeah, that, yeah. You know, 80 points. Uh-huh. I believe that is where it's going to end up. So I would still bet this up to, you know, right yeah. there, 75, 76 points. I'm still going over on this game. USC lost its leading rusher, Travis Dye, to a serious knee injury. Mm-hmm. But I believe the Trojans will continue their strong offense led by Heisman hopeful Caleb Williams. I really think the over, like I said, is in play here, and I like USC to cover the spread as well. So um, if you're scared about who's going to win this game or anything, just go with that over. But I really like USC coming in, uh, scoring an average of 42 points a game in UCLA right behind them at 40. You know, this is a typical spot where I would say, Jabron, you ignorant schmo. <laughs> uh, because the home team here is catch a two and a half, but it's not a true it's home. It's not a home game. And there's a lot of metrics out there showing that UCLA should actually score more points than USC. Some, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, models and things of that nature. Uh, but I just, I'm not buying it either. So this is somewhere where I'd actually go against some of the metrics that I like to lean on. So that might mean that I'll sidestep it, but go along with that over, even though it's insane. It is. No matter how you dice this one up, it all leads to that over. Yeah. Two high-flying offenses, no defense on either side of the nope. ball, um, and everything's in front of them. I mean, I think UCLA, they're having a spectacular season. I mean, who? They are. They're ranked 12th they're in no the nation. Slouch. They're no slouch. But I really do believe that this is going to end up being a USC home game just because right. yeah. California bleeds maroon out there. Yeah. Nobody cares about the Bruins. It's yep, all about they USC. They're the big you know, college yeah. football powerhouse. They're the one that still have a chance to make it to the college football yeah. playoff for California. So I really think that everybody's going to be behind USC. It's going to There's going to be a lot of points scored. I think there's going to be at least 80 points scored in this game. So if anything, sidestep everything, go with the over. Yeah. Uh, and call it good. Yeah, and and that, that that that's exactly why you got to throw some of these metrics away because it's not a true road game, even though that's what it says on paper. Exactly, I agree 100 percent with that. <laughs> All righty, let's. Uh, go, we're gonna stay out on the West Coast here. Yeah, an even later game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is number 13 Utah taking on number six Oregon. Ducks have been flying high lately. Yep. They are the two-and-a-half-point favorite. Boy, everyone's getting the hook here at two-and-a-half. Yeah, and it's it's crazy, Andy, because I have seen this being even closer on some books. I have Oregon even down to just a pick em game in some books. Okay. So it's it's crazy because it's going to be close. This is going to be, I think, at game time, it's going to be a straight-up pick em game across the board. That over-under is going to sit steady right there at 62 or 61-and-a-half. 
Uh, this is a big game, Andy. It is. Uh, the, it nobody's going to get any shut eye with all these late football games going on. Uh, <laughs> the, I don't think this, the stakes can be higher for these two teams. Both sitting at eight and two. At least one of these teams has to play for the Pac-12 championship. Um, I, I really don't know. I, I really like Bo Nix, the Oregon quarterback, to kind of Bo Nix, kind of. Uh, Establishes dominance over uh-huh. Utah here, and uh, I, I, I'm huh. projecting a final score of Oregon 41, Utah 37. I think I like Utah, and I might even like that Utah money line. Yeah, uh, everywhere you're looking here, and it's 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 the body of work is insane. Utah is eight and one straight up their last nine games. Yeah, that was your money line bet, but Oregon they too are eight and one straight up their last nine games. Yeah, something's got to give. I don't know why. I just kind of like uh, Utah here. Everybody's talking about Oregon. Yeah. Um, and this, then you're getting the hook of that two and a half. I think Utah should be able to. You know, these games they they go crazy. They do. How many times do you see that one point win? Yeah. Or a two point win? Like these these are they end up going kind of sideways. I know that's not a. Uh, <laughs> a great odds type of pick there. Yeah, no doubt. But that's why you'd stick to that money line if you did want to go one way or another. And this is just like the, the game that we just covered, Andy. If nothing else, whoever you want to pick, the over is going to hit. I have this going over by at least 10 points of yeah. what the line is now. It's sitting at 61. I have it up to at least 78 points. So I, I just yeah. think Oregon is a little bit different at home. They shake off last week's loss, uh, okay. get, get a fast start. Nixon okay. Rising are going to put on a show no matter what. This is going to be one of the most entertaining college football games of the year. Make sure you tune in. Yeah, now, now you're getting me to second think it. I'll definitely smack that over. Yeah. I might think about that money line bet, even though I do like the plus money. For sure. All righty, let's move on to UFC Fight Night. Yeah. Going to dive right into the main card, main event. Yeah. Got your guy here, Derek Lewis. Yeah. Taking on Spivik. And yeah. Lewis is the underdog at plus 165. Sergey Spivik. Yeah. Minus 195 is what I'm looking at. Yeah, that's it's it is what it is. Lewis is one of the most entertaining heavyweights in UFC history, has the record for most knockouts in UFC history. Uh, but the, these guys are kind of like we always say, Andy, one's on his ascension up, one's kind of bowing out. Right. Uh, Derek the Black Beast Lewis is fresh off a loss. Yes, he's, he is. He, um, he's a, you know, a former title contender, but it appears that he's on a downward slope of his career. Uh, but he is still a massive man who walks around at 290 pounds before cutting his weight. <laughs> his conditioning in in skills are subpar, but the incredible strength and punching power mm-hmm. is is really what, you know, c- comes out on his right. side of the card. Yep. Sergi on he the just other bull rushes, yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. And Spivik the polar bear is coming off back-to-back knockout wins. Uh, he's won five of his last six fights. He's a big dude too. Yeah, I mean six three two fifty. You know, yeah. he's an NFL middle linebacker. Exactly. And he just came off a really really good win against Tom Aspinall. Uh, th- th- there's a reason why this is the way it is. The best bet of the night has to be the polar bear for the money line. But if you're really trying to get you know wild with your bets, 
Derek Lewis is never out of a fight. He's never out of the TKO. That's why I'm looking at these TKO ones, Andy. Ooh, the line okay. for Derek Lewis right now is at plus 15, but even on the other side with the polar bear is at plus 140 for those KOs. That either way, you know, you think this is going to come out, you know, regardless of who you're backing in this fight, it makes yeah, sense yeah. to grab the bigger payout and bet them with Win inside distance because okay. I do not believe that this is going to go to the final bell. One of these <laughs> guys is going like to knock the, each other, the other out. Lewis has already been in nine fights scheduled for five rounds. None of them went past 19 minutes, uh, and six of them <laughs> ended within the first two rounds. Yeah. So if whichever way you're leaning, yeah, yeah. go with the TKO, go with the higher payout, and that's what I got. All righty, Mr. Parlay Pounder, do you have a parlay play for the people? Yes, I do. And it's college football. I got a four-teamer, Andy. Oh! We're sitting TCU, sitting at two-and-a-half-point favorite, going with TCU. Then I'm hitting the Kansas State-West Virginia over on 54-and-a-half points. UCF going to win this game Minus 14. It's a big spread, but I really like UCF to pour it on the Navy. Uh, what are they even called? Midshipmen. The, the midshipmen. Yeah, the shipmen. Uh, they're going to win by 14 <laughs> points, and then I'm rounding it out with that 930 game, sweating everything out. Utah, Oregon to go over 61 and a half points, okay. betting $25 mm. to receive 253. Really good, really good odds here. Uh, I like all four of these bets. I think it's gonna hit. I like it. I like it. Four teamer there, and yeah, I, I, you, you know, you're you're moving it around. You're taking teams. You're taking lines. You're taking uh, <laughs> overs there. Yeah. I mean, in, so you've, we've heard so much about the overs. Got to be an over again. You're gonna be a man. Got to be over. There we go. Real and men then, bet overs. Then you rolled into a parlay. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Hey, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. We've been enjoying the Cardinal. Pale Ale, yeah. Nebraska Brewing Company, world-class in every glass. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. And welcome back, everybody, to WTL. I'm your host, Ant. D. Class and joined by Jabron. Oh, the parlay pounder. You know it, and we're going to be pounding some parlays at the end of this segment oh, for sure, so oh. make sure you stick around. There you go. Putting out the little hook there, the carrot. You know it. And how how we've had a stellar show already. We had Greg Peterson Yep. You, you know, step in and talk to us about some college basketball. For sure. Huskers. Creighton Blue Jays, highly ranked team, of course. Uh, some futures, what to expect from the Big Ten and Big East conferences. Yeah. We talked a lot of uh, college football. Yeah. Talked some UFC fight night. Yes. And now we got to get to the pros, the, that being the NFL. The professional ranks. Yes, we are here. We have made it. Yes, we have. And we will start with the Raiders heading on out to Denver to take on the Broncos, where the Broncos, believe it or not, are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. That's a 3 o'clock kickoff on Fox. Yeah, like you said, Andy, Broncos, two-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under sitting at 41 points. Mm-hmm. Talk about failing to live up to expectations. <laughs> I, I said that in the preseason. Yeah, both Raiders and Broncos were expected to compete for playoff spots this season, yep. but find themselves at the bottom of the AFC West with losing records instead. The good news is that one team will have to earn an important divisional victory 
this week. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, despite this game played a mile high, I believe the edge here goes to the Raiders. Las really? Vegas is five and zero straight up in its last five games against Denver, okay. including a thirty-two to twenty-three win back in Week Four of this season. QB Derek Carr is going to have the team ready. I really believe that this is a good bounce back spot for the Raiders. Okay. They've been really, you know, one score away every game. Yeah, yeah. And this is a team that they know that they can beat. I got the Raiders 24, Broncos 20. Well, the quote from uh, head coach Nathaniel Can't Hack It out of yeah. Denver uh, <laughs> didn't inspire me too much, where he said, uh, Well, someone's got to win. Yeah, that, <laughs> so. that doesn't make. <laughs> That that's oh, not something a coach my, should say. My goodness. But a little nugget here, Andy. If okay. you guys are riding with me on the Raiders, they are at a plus one thirty yes. money line right now. So, no matter either way you look at it, you know plus two and a half for the Raiders. That's not much of a hook for you. I would go with no. the money line. I believe it. You know it's going to pay out more, and I really do believe they have a very good chance of hitting this. And did you talk about the over-under at all, 41.5? Yeah. I mean, like, I believe it's right there. I do, too. Um, I it, I think it might go over by a point or two, Andy, is all I got. I got this. Uh, it's sitting at really? 44 points is what I have it at. Denver's gone, hit the under five of the last five games. Yeah. The under has smacked five for five here. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to sidestep. Five step. or six at home. Yeah. I think I'm going to sidestep it. I just – I. I can see both of these teams scoring 20 points. That's why I don't uh-huh. like betting the under in this game. But I don't I don't feel good enough to bet the over either. So I'm just no. going to sidestep it, take yeah, the Raiders. This could be an ugly 12-9. It, it could be. Either way. It could either be. way. It, it really could, could be. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to a little bit more, maybe we should say higher-profiled game. Yeah. Where America's team, the Dallas Cowboys, find themselves a road favorite heading up to Minnesota to take on the high-flying Vikings, who are 8-1 and one overall, yeah. but find themselves a home dog. One and a half points to Dallas, who's coming off a loss. That is a CBS 325 kickoff. I don't see what people, what odds makers are talking about here. I really the don't. The boys. The boys. The Cowboys just... The, they enter this game <laughs> deflated after losing a game in which they held a 14-point lead in the fourth, in the quarter, fourth quarter. They against, got Aaron Rodgers. Against an NFC North team. And now they're going into Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and they are favored here. You're going to take on Kirko Chains? Yeah. Kirk, I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think so either, Andy. <laughs> I think this is totally backwards. This line is backwards. Take the points with Minnesota. Um, I, I I see this game going 27-21, 28-21, Vikings win the game. Well, I've I've been riding high on Kurt Cousins. I've been a Kurt Cousins defender this entire season, so I'm not getting off the bandwagon now. I'm the one that's like been driving it. You have been. So I'm I'm sticking with Minnesota at home here. And at home dog, plus that's my kind of that's my play right yeah. there. The home dog. Uh I also like the over here. Yeah. Forty seven and a half. Yeah. Dallas can score. Say what you will, but when Dak's in there, even when Dak's not in there, they somehow put up points. And we know Minnesota can with, oh my goodness. I mean, they are... The weapons. Woo, the weapons. They're like a top. Je- Justin Jefferson Jeez. is the guy. He's the best He's the best 
receiver in the NFL, yeah. maybe the best player in the NFL. Dalvin Cook is healthy, yep. running down Looks people's good. throat. And what, say what you want about Kirk, ball placement's there. Yep, uh, he's got Thielen and two other, you know, Osborne. really Osborne. You forget about Thielen, then he catches he catches you on the third and eighteen or whatever. And those then you got Hawk is just oh, is good yes, too. Yes, so new, you got new TJ Hawkinson as yep. well. No, I, I really like that Andy. I think the over is a very very good play. Minnesota's five and zero straight up in its last five home games. Boom. And Boom. you know, it just seems to me, you know, the the offense really overshadows the whole team, Andy. Yeah. And I know the defense have struggled, but it seems like that secondary of the Minnesota Vikings just Get come better. up with big plays yeah. when it needs to. Mm-hmm. You got Patrick Peterson, you got Harrison Smith. I just love the, I love those guys. Yep. They are just they they fly around and they make plays when the Vikings need the ball back, and it's gonna happen in this game as well. Go Vikings. That's kind of the NFL game too. The defense just has to hold serve and make a play yep. down the stretch. That's really all it is. And you're seeing that confidence now where Kurt Cousins just lets it rip towards uh, Jeffries. Like just, sure. just get it in his vicinity. Let him make a catch. You have to. Probably made the catch of the year last week yeah. in that phenomenal game. Alright, let's head on over to Sunday night. Oh, no, Sunday night. <laughs> AFC <clears throat> West uh, divisional game here. Chiefs yep. heading on out to not San Diego, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah. And the Chargers are a home dog here. Five and a half points. That's an NBC kickoff, 720. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the Chargers are home dog. Yep. Over under sitting at 50 points here. Um, yeah, this is a typical. Chargers Chiefs line no matter where no matter where it's played at it's always going to be a close you know a close spread and it's going to sit there at 50 points um the Chargers Don't he- you say it. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> The Chargers held a 17 to 7 lead over the Chiefs early in the third quarter during a week 2 matchup between these AFC rivals. That was before Kansas City went on a scoring 20 20- Unanswered points in escape with a 27-24 home win. Um, I, I believe it's going to happen exactly the same way. I think Chargers are going to get out fast, have a lead on uh-huh. them, and then give it up right at the end. I'm projecting the Chiefs winning 30-24. to uh, They cover, but just barely, and the over is going to hit. Jabron, you <laughs> ignorant schmuck. Here we go. Here we, Here go. we go. Here we go. The L.A. Chargers, uh, they have covered yeah. uh, five of the last six games against Kansas City. Here they find themselves a home dog, five and a half points over a field goal. You got the hook. I got my home dog. And they always play a tight game. They do. I'm, uh, Kansas City is one and four against the spread. The last five games against the L.A. Chargers, period. Yeah. They're fourteen and three straight up in the last. 17 well, I'm not games. talking straight up. Yeah, I'm talking. I know. Give me those five and a half points at home. I okay. love it. Okay. All right. All right. The we, best bet is the over fifty <laughs> points. That is the best bet. Okay, we can agree on that. Yes. And then we can agree to disagree and disagree on everything. <laughs> no doubt about it. Every time. All right. Let's wrap it up okay. with Monday Night Football. There we go. Forty ers Two weeks in row in that prime time spot there. Heading on out to Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and they're a big-time favorite here. Yeah. Cardinals are a home dog. Eight <laughs> points. That's a 7 My over a touchdown. Yeah, seven, yep. 715 kickoff on ESPN. Yeah, uh, over-under sitting at 43.5, Andy. Uh, keep You have to keep an eye on 
Kyler Murray, uh, Murray's health right here because that is what's going to drive this line. If he's not playing, uh-huh. it's going to go up. If it, if he is playing, it's going to get under a touchdown. So uh, I, McCoy did his job last Sunday. Colt did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, still hate him. Still don't, you know. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, horns down whenever this guy's playing. So, um, no, I, I think – the 49ers just have a huge advantage with all their stars right now. Yeah. I, I really like them to come into <sighs> the Cardinals and win, Andy. Do they win by eight points? I have them winning 27 to 17 right now, covering a 10 point victory. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. I'll go along with San Francisco winning the game. So the money line there, but that's a terrible bet. It's yeah. sitting at minus 365. I like Arizona to cover here. Once again, that home dog, it's a secure bet. You're also dealing with two teams. That are so wonky when it comes to against the spread and covering. They are Arizona's five and five. San Francisco's even worse. They're four and five. Yeah, uh, against the spread. I like what you had to say about San Francisco finding finding a rhythm, getting a little bit yeah. better here. Uh, we might not know a lot about the health as far as Kyler Murray. They're getting that kind of buttoned up, and I feel like Christian McCaffrey. Starting to starting to find his role just really opens up this offense. Yep. It, yep. You really don't know which way the ball's going. They got so many weapons on this yeah. team because once you key on McCaffrey, here comes Debo yep. on the flat or Ayuk down this, you know, yep. down the seam, and then it's that's scary. even before George yeah. Kittle gets involved in the game. So right. this team is so good. Uh, they really don't have to do much to beat you. Yep. Like we ju- uh, just saw this stat, uh, Jimmy G is like. Something oh, yeah. like ten and zero when he doesn't <laughs> throw a touchdown. Yeah, like yep. they don't even have to throw touchdowns to beat no. you. They just got to keep the running game and let their defense do the rest. It's it's crazy. Uh, the 49ers are five and zero against the spread in their last five games against NFC West opponents. So that's that's okay. what I'm going with, okay. Andy. Okay, especially if Kyler Murray's out, I really like him to cover. Right. Especially if Kyler Murray's out, well, get healthy, Kyler. Yeah, <laughs> and help me. But I, you know me. That home dog over a touchdown. Yeah. And this is a divisional game, too. Uh, so I'm going to uh, lean yeah. a little lean there towards the Cardinals. All right, Mr. Parlay Pounder. Do yeah. you have a parlay? You said you did. I do. All right, let's deliver. Okay, and it's a, it's a couple teams that we did not talk about. I got... The Washington Commanders going into the Houston Texas I, uh, Texans. I got the Washington Commanders at a minus 160 money line to win that game. I also got another road dog on my second piece, the Chicago Bears. <laughs> the heading, Bears. Heading into the Falcons <laughs> at a plus 145 money okay. line. Okay. I love that play. The Bears are ascending up, the Falcons down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then to round it out, I'm going with my Kirko Chains. Yes, Minnesota sir. Vikings plus one and a half at home. Dude. I'm putting $25 on this to win 165. <laughs> I feel very, very good about this parlay. Jabron, you're picking up some plus money there, there across you go. that one. You, you got it. Hey, you. No biscuit if you don't risk it, right? You got it. And it's just a three-teamer, not throwing a lot of money on it, but the, the but, reward is very nice. Nice. Yeah, the, yes, it is. Like You're, you're going with a couple of uh, dogs there, but I, I like where you're coming from. Yeah. Obviously, being a Bears fan and seeing Justin Fields starting to find a groove using him in the For right sure. way, uh, I like that play as well. Well, and the Falcons lost to the Panthers. Like, come on. Like, you can't lose to a <laughs> worse on. team than that. So, yeah, that no, uh, no, I really like the Commanders, Bears, and Vikings all to win out. So, it's uh, I think it's a good play. All righty. Well, that will do it for WTL this week, folks. Big shout-out and thank you to Play Action Pools and the Nebraska Brewing Company are fabulous 
partners and sponsors. Be sure to follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok to receive those weekly and daily picks. Watch some of our short videos and feature-length episodes as well. For Jabron, the Parlay Pounder, I'm Mandy Klassen. Thanks, folks, for listening. This has been WTL. WTL.